At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as in 15 minutes. We're going to be joined in studio by Raheem Palmer. It's going to be our first in-studio guest here on the Greg Peterson Monday through Friday show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. He does a great job over there at the Ringer. We're going to be talking with him just a little bit about general betting in terms of the NFL season, ways to be able to take a look at some ancillary markets because we all love the full game sides, full game totals, things of that nature. But we're going to be looking at some ancillary ways. I know that he wound up actually giving out on the ringer a few days ago. Ways to be able to bet things like the first quarter. So we're going to be diving into that, and then we're going to be taking a look at a few week one games with him. So the NFL certainly will be served in this hour. And you know what? The NFL, it is coming up very, very quickly. But with that said, got to get in some sweats for Wednesday. So going to be talking a little bit about the game of baseball. We're going a little bit shorter in college football here in hour number three. But Stephanie Audi. Did a great job of talking with me about college football in the last segment. Take a look at the Big Ten and a big thanks to her. And something that we want to pitting upon in terms of just taking a look at college football here in week one is taking a look at games that are a little bit off the beaten path. And I know that our good friend Steve Mackinnon, he wound up having this nugget in the VEASAN college football betting guide. And we've got pro tips here on the show, VEASAN.com slash VEASAN.com is where you're able to go for these as we wind up giving one out one per hour. Help you guys out. A little bit, and this is one that I think is really, really significant. Favorites of 37.5 points or more. So, laying at least 37.5, we have seen ever since the beginning of the 2013 season, nine of them. Guess how many have been able to cover? All nine. And this is FBS team. So, FBS versus FBS, you're going to notice that there's going to be some writing games involving FCS teams. Like, this would exclude something like UNC versus Florida A&M, like we wind up seeing in week zero, Duquesne versus Florida State. If you wind up getting some random game that involves, like, insert your school here that is like Villanova, for instance. Villanova out there in the, strangely enough, Patriot League in terms of college football. If you see some team that's like, oh, this is a write-in game, and this is a team that I didn't know had football, it's probably an FCS school, so... Just wind up taking that with a grain of salt because there's only 131 FBS teams and then you wind up having a lot more out there in the FCS. So it's only FBS teams. I do want to make that very, very clear, but it has been very, very profitable. And one of those teams that is north of a 37.5 point favorite, 
That would be Alabama, and they're taking on a Utah State team that did not look so great against UConn. And when you wind up playing a close game against UConn in college basketball, relatively solid effort if you're Utah State in football, not so much. But we've got to take a look at some efforts out there on the diamond for this Wednesday. We've got a really interesting card. There are still a few games in which we've got undecided starters, so we're going to be seeing some of those lines wind up populating in the AM. But I do find a lot of intrigue in terms of what we are going to be getting in terms of this big bomber matchup. How about if we go 907-908 on the betting board? We go to New York. The Mets, they're going to be playing OC LA Dodgers. Tyler Anderson is going to be going for the Dodgers. And one Jacob deGrom is going to be on the bump for the Mets. We're finding this total at 7. Heavy juice on the under. Most places have it at a minus 125. And you got a plus 105 on the over. And for the Mets, you're finding them as high as a minus 145 favorite. As low as a minus 138. You're finding that the East Coast books... They have this shaded a little bit more to the Mets. West Coast books out here in lovely Las Vegas, a little bit less. So I do think that that is actually a big distinction because this is right in between where I want to making it. I was willing to lay up to a minus 142 on the I was on the Mets. So out here in Las Vegas, I've got a little bit of a better number. So a little bit of an edge there. I would say if you're out there on the East Coast and you're finding more like a minus 145, hold tight because I do think that we probably will see a little bit of Dodgers money Wind up coming in here as the Dodgers. They are very, very rarely an underdog. I think that they've been an underdog fewer than 10 times over the last three seasons, as a matter of fact. But Tyler Anderson, he's been able to do a functional job, and he's been more than functional. He's been solid. Guy that never could really put it together with teams like the Colorado Rockies was able to have a solid year last year. Now he's been just mowing them down by not giving out the free pass. Fewer than two walks per nine innings. He only gets right around seven strikeouts per nine innings, so... He is not Jacob DeGrom with that regard, but guy that has been able to keep the ball in the yard. He does have a road ERA that's right around a point higher rather than at home, but overall, sub-3 ERA wound up having a very good and almost no hit bid when he wound up going to Coors against the Colorado Rockies, so he has proven that he's been able to do a relatively solid job there, but Jacob DeGrom, there was a little bit of concern from myself in his last start against the Colorado Rockies because it was pushed back a day or two. Now he just came on and he wound up dealing. He gave up one run over the course of six innings, and Jacob DeGrom has looked like the Jacob DeGrom of old, at least nine strikeouts in each out of his last four stars. This guy has been completely dominant. And what I think is big for the Mets is, on top of having Jacob DeGrom, which you got to expect him to go right around six, seven innings, his workload has been a little bit shorter here. They're making sure that they wind up having Jacob DeGrom right for the month of October at this point, because unless if we wind up seeing a total calamity, the Mets, they should be in the playoffs. And as a matter of fact, they're still winning, they're still leading the NL East, but the bridge to be able to get to Edwin Diaz is important. By the way, the trumpets were out in New York on Tuesday, which you always like to see that in the actual trumpeter himself. So shout out to all the people I wind up doing fine work there. But the bridge to be able to get to Edwin Diaz is better because Seth Lugo has been able to do a very solid job. When it comes to Seth Lugo, he's been providing a sub-250 ERA ever since the All-Star breaks up. He's been able to sure things up on that front. And then you do take a look at some of the guys past that. Tommy Hunter has been able to give you a 250 ERA. You've been able to get some good performances out of Adam Adovino as well with the LA Dodgers. To their credit, they've got the best bullpen ERA in the National League. But with that said, the guy that's really untrustworthy for this team is actually Craig Kimbrell. You take a look at some of the unsung heroes. David Price, Alex Vizia, you're able to throw in there someone like Caleb Ferguson, Evan Phillips. All these guys have posted up a sub-3 ERA. So they've been able to do a relatively solid job. But when it comes to this Mets team, they've got an offense that is not quite on par with the LA Dodgers. Because with the Dodgers, I mean, I will name off Will Smith, Cody Bellinger, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy. All these guys have 15-plus home runs this season. Throw in there Joey Gallo as well, though. Joey Gallo, obviously, he's a strikeout machine in and knows with his own right. But all these guys have been able to do a solid job there. And then you've got Mookie Betts to be able to bring it all together at the leadoff spot, hitting a 275, 30 home runs. But you've also got Pete Alonso, north of 100 RBI. He's been able to supply 30-plus home runs this season then. On top of that, Jeff McNeil has been able to hit above a 300. Sterling Marte has been terrific at being able to get on base. One of the better base sealers that you're going to find in the major leagues. So all these guys have been able to do a solid job for the Mets. I do think that Jacob deGrom winds up providing a much better start than Tyler Anderson. And it's an interesting case when it comes to this total because deGrom is no doubt very dominant. He has given up a pair of home runs in his last four starts, though. And I do think that the Dodgers, they aren't going to be shut out in this one. We have seen the Dodgers, ironically enough, wind up scoring two runs or fewer, I believe now in three times out of the last two and a half weeks, I do think that the offense is going to be able to do enough to do their part to be able to get the over, but I do think that the Mets, they can get to four plus in this spot as well, so I do like the total over, and at seven and a half, that's when I'd be starting to buy in on the under, but 
Certainly with the juice this low, I'm going to be seeing if we could actually get a 6.5 because if you wind up getting a 6.5, you wind up having that 4-3 to three score because I think that there's a good chance that both of these teams wind up getting the 3. You wind up having that go from a push to a win, so we shall see what winds up happening in terms of that movement. But with that said, I'm willing to take a shot here on the Mets, willing to lay up to a minus 142 with them. And then I mentioned big chalky favorites and big giant underdog spots a little bit earlier on here in the show. And we've got one on the board for this Wednesday, 909-910 on the betting board. It's the same team that wound up being able to win as a big underdog on Tuesday, the Colorado Rockies. They throw the facing off against the Atlanta Braves. Kyle Wright looks to be Mr. Wright for the Atlanta Braves. And then you've got Ryan Feltner is on the bump for the Colorado Rockies. We've actually seen this number come down a little bit. This was a number that opened up at DraftKings right around about a plus 265, plus 270. And then this has dropped ever since the Colorado Rockies wound up being able to get it done. I'm still seeing some stray plus 270s out there with the Rockies, but we're seeing as low as about a plus 250 out there on the board. Meanwhile, with the Braves, you're still laying at minimum $3 at top. You're laying minus 320, so big number there, and the total on this game is 8.5, really no juice either way, just the generic minus 110, but with the Rockies, I was willing to take pretty much anything of a plus 262 or greater. I would still be taking a look at the Rockies like where I sit at Circa. I'm seeing a plus 271 on there. I'm still willing to take a shot. Ryan Feltner, he has not been great on the road. He has not been great at home. It's been a little bit of a horse apiece situation with him, but the Rockies bullpen has been able to shape up a little bit recently. They wind up getting back Alex Calme. That certainly winds up being able to help them out. You've been noticing that Daniel Bard has been able to pitch better on the road this season as well. For Feltner, I don't think that he's necessarily going to be able to lend a lot of length, but you could wind up being able to piecemeal things together because they pick up to Nelson Lamette, who I still don't know why the Milwaukee Brewers wind up DFAing him. It certainly has some upside. It's Going to take a little bit to wind up rehabilitating him as he was a Cy Young contender 2020. Completely has fallen off the map ever since then due to injuries, but I do think that there's a little bit of upside there. And for the Atlanta Braves, they've had Austin Riley really struggling. Over the last 32 days, he's hit just two home runs, so things have wound up going a little bit southward there. Now, he's still been able to do a very solid job of being able to hit for average for this bunch, so you're feeling good there as he, Michael Harris is second, Alante is Swanson. They move the line inning between about a 285 to 295, and Vaughn Grisham has been nothing short terrific for the team. But even though you do have a Colorado Rockies team that, no doubt, they've got the biggest home and road splits in the league when it comes to their offense. They only wind up getting right around 0.65 home runs per game on the road, more like 1.1 home runs per game at home. And on top of that, they wind up hitting about 40 points lower when they are on the road rather than at home. You still have Jose Iglesias, good table setter for this team. He's hitting well above a 300 on the road. You've still got CJ Crone, who overall this season has been able to hit 24 home runs. Randall Gritchick has been able to hit about a 275. You've had Brandon Rogers be able to reach base. Rogers was able to give the team multiple hits on Tuesday as well. And with the Rockies, they've been able to win back-to-back games, which they have been listed as at least a plus 250 underdog. They are certainly in that circumstance here. And if you've been taking these favorites of minus $3 on the money line, it's a big reason why I told you to try to reduce the juice. You're right now 44 and 24 overall for the season. But if you put $100 on every one of them, you're down about $1,200. So I'm going to be taking a look at the plus price with the Rockies. And something that I'm going to be taking a look at next is talking a little bit about the great game of football. Raheem Palmer, he is going to be joining me in studio right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. It can be for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to dive in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly. Yes, we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN and I am no longer alone on the desk as Raheem Palmer, he does absolutely terrific work over there at the Ringer, does some work over there with Spotify as well. He is joining me, and Raheem, welcome to Las Vegas, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, I'm having a good time in Las Vegas right now. I signed up for the circuit contest, so, I mean, I'm excited. Hopefully, I can, I can pull this thing out this year. And we wound up having a mutual loss as well because I was on the under in the Philadelphia Phillies game. Fortunately, I took the Diamondbacks as well, but, boy, Heron. Aaron Noah wound up getting lit up in that one. I mean, Aaron Noah, he looks more like pocket jacks than an ace <laughs> at this point because, I mean, he didn't even give his team a chance to win that game. I mean, it was over in the, the second, third inning, five runs, and then, I mean, I tuned, tuned out from there. <laughs> and I will pour one out to anyone that wound up having the first five of the Philadelphia Phillies on Monday. I mean, that's one of the worst beats that you're ever going to find. They were up 7 to nothing in the bottom of the fourth inning, and they lost the first five by five runs. I mean, that's one of the things that you just sit there and you can just do nothing other than just really laugh it off and move on because that's relatively tough. But I know that you're doing a great job of getting set for this NFL season. And Raheem, what I love about you is that I know that you take a couple just generic sides, totals, what have you, but you really like to be able to dive into some of the, I think the proper term is derivative markets, like taking a look at a couple first quarters, being able to take a look at being able to put together some teasers, parlays, list goes on and on. I know that you wind up doing a great show with the ringer on this, which I encourage people to wind up checking that out as well. But take us through just how you wind up being able to bet a couple first quarters and what sort of research you have to do for that as compared to, say, a full game. I mean, for me, I'm more so first halves more than first quarters. I think my Mm -hmm. partner, Austin, he was more so in the first quarters. But for me, when I'm looking at first halves, a lot of times, I mean, because they're they're called derivative markets for a reason. They're derived from the full game market. So a lot of times I'm looking, like if I like a full game over, I'm taking it in the first half as well. And then a lot of times I like to play first half unders. I mean, we all know in today's NFL, um, if the game is – if the game, if the, if a team is from behind, they're throwing all the way. So if I expect a game to start off slow and I'm I'm expecting not a lot of points, I'm taking the first half under more often than not, and then you know trying to stay away from that full game. Yep, and what I think is interesting about taking a look at the NFL as well is that you're just not going to find a lot of difference from first half to second half lines. Like in college basketball, for instance, you certainly are because you got the late game fouling. NBA not so much as well, but I do think that with the NFL being able to take a look at first half versus full game. What sort of things do you need to take a look at that might be a little bit different from a full game? Because I do think that there are just more and more ways to be able to extract value from taking a look at a little bit of a segment of a game now than even, say, five to ten years ago because there's just so much more information that's available. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you could even see I mean, you could see the difference in stats in terms of pace, first half to second second half. I mean, this is not just a basketball thing. This is NFL as well. As well. Some teams, they burn the clock in the second half. Some teams, they, they just don't. So I think you go, you want to look at those pace statistics. Um, and then you just want to look at how, how teams perform coming out in the first half versus the second half. I mean, you look at last year, Mac Jones and um, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick made sure that he protect, 
protected Mac Jones as much as possible. So you can kind of get an edge on, you know, playing some of those first half unders and whatnot. And I know that's something else that you wound up talking about on that podcast as well. It's taking a look at a few parlays and being able to put them together. And I know that there's like really two schools of thought. There are those that they're just looking for that massive payout. They take a look at a few big money line underdogs and they're hoping to wind up just hitting it big, being able to get that big giant private island style payout. And then there are those that they take a look at more of the chalkier money line favorites. You don't want to be taking like some team that's north of a touchdown favorite. You don't wind up getting a lot of value out of it. So you wind up finding a couple partners, pairing that together, make like a two, three team, like money line favorite parlay. How do you wind up playing a lot of these? I mean, for me, I'm not a big parlay player. Um, you know, I said it on the podcast. I mean, when you look at uh, like a, just a 14 parlay, which a lot of people would just, you know, be happy to, to, to win. I mean, you look at a 12, 12 to 1 payout. I mean, they have like an 18% edge on that, you know, house edge on that. Um, you look at some of the same game parlays that are out there. The books are holding 28%. So I try to stay away from those. I think if I'm parlaying, it's usually a two-team money line parlay where I can try to get better odds than um, a 110 or a 120 teaser. Um, you know, some of these books right now, they're not giving you 110 on teasers anymore. They're giving you, they're trying to give you 120, 130, 140. So in light of that, if you can money line parlay something as opposed to, you know, getting bad odds on a teaser, you'd rather do that. And I think what is interesting about this as well is rather than maybe taking a look at a two to three team parlay, with the way that NFL games are spaced out, instead, maybe perhaps if you really like two teams, you wind up firing in on one game and say the 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time window, and then you just roll over the winnings into, say, a afternoon game, say that you like the Sunday night game, maybe Monday, and doing that rather than going with a parlay because if you've got two games that are in a they're in separate windows, you're actually able to get a better payout because you do wind up losing a little bit of money because it's typically more like a 2.8 to 1 payout when you do wind up going into a two-teamer. Yeah, I mean, look, that's tough for me just because I, I, I try to be by the book and I try to be structured. I think a lot of people, they should be betting 1% to 2% of their bankroll and yep. just try to try to keep it disciplined. Now, I mean, if you're up for the day or you're up for the year, maybe you do this rec recreationally. Maybe you take some shots here and there. Maybe you roll it over. But for me, I think you got to stay disciplined, stay the course. Um, you know, not every game is the same. I mean, of, like a lot of people flat bet because it's easier. But, I mean, especially with the NFL, you're going to have a bigger edge on one game than you have in the other. And you've you got to be able to price that accordingly, whether it's the you have a model, whether it's the Kelly criterion. You've got to be able to find ways to price in those games. And I think that you mentioned something that is just so important because we're all going to be very excited to be able to bet on football. College is coming into our lives within the next 48 or so hours. As we know, we are one Sunday away from the NFL. But Tell the people how important it is to have a little bit of bankroll management because I'm right there with you. I don't encourage anyone to really go above, if at all possible, 1% of their bankroll. If it's a little bit of a smaller bankroll, then maybe you can go to two and a half at the absolute max if you're looking to be able to build that up. But I think that there are so many people that they're looking at week one and they plan on having their whole bankroll in action. And that is not the way to go. You know, the biggest, I mean, the biggest thing that you have to learn when you come comes to sports betting is that there's no rule that says you have to bet every game. And I think your advantage as a sports better is that you don't have to bet every game. Oddsmakers have to put a line on every single one of these games. And it's your job as a better just to just pick these guys apart, find out where the mistakes is and capitalize. And have you been able to take advantage of any of the props as well? Because I do think that's something that has really come along with Pass by, and we've been seeing it more in East Coast books. It's really been making its way to the West Coast as well. Just more availability of props because I still remember when I got here at VSIN 2017, 2018, really the only props that you could find were on like Monday Night Football games. Mm -hmm. Now you've got a whole bunch of player props, obviously the quarterback in every single game, their passing yards, you're able to go down the list. Has this been something that you've been taking a look at a little bit more as well? I mean, I think the biggest issue with props is that there are strict limits on them. Yes. And, you know, you bet into some of these markets, you're not going to be around long. Um, so for me, um, I'm kind of well past the point where I can kind of delve into those markets. But, I mean, I would totally recommend for anybody starting out to tr try to attack these prop markets. For me, I'm betting mostly sides and totals. That's my niche. You know, I, I try not to step outside of that. I think that's where my skill set lies. Yeah, but I do think that that's an important moniker as well because I know that you met mm -hmm. up with someone who – comes on the network quite a bit. Bill Krakenberger, you're able to catch him on 
a numbers game quite frequently with Gil Alexander, one of the best in the business. I know that he does mostly a lot of these sides and totals just because he's not able to get down as much money on player props. But when it comes to more of the, shall we say, person that might be betting $20, $30 a game, this isn't as much of an issue. And I do think that if you're someone that you don't wind up having the world's biggest bankroll, this is a good way to be able to build it up take advantage of those markets when at all possible. Meanwhile, if you're a little bit of a bigger player, you do want to be sticking with more of those generic sides and totals. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and, and of course, as we spoke on earlier, the derivative markets, I think there's multiple ways to kind of skin a cat. And I mean, you could almost bet the same game multiple ways through the derivative markets and then through betting teasers, you know, so especially like week one, you got a lot of these home underdogs. You can find ways of, you know, teasing them and still playing the side and you get more money down. Yep, absolutely. And then by being able to take a look at different ways to be able to bet these games as well, if you were going to be betting, say, $500 on a side, instead, if you're able to split it up a little bit, that winds up being able to help you out as well, different ways to be able to get through and have a little bit less liability in general, because you could wind up hitting a first half rather than if you wind up going full game, you might not wind up being able to get there due to a bad beat list goes on and on as well. So there's a lot of ways to be able to take a look at that. And Raheem, I know as a man that has fired in quite a bit on week one and is a man that is a very interesting fellow in that he is someone that is from Philadelphia, but also is a little bit of a Dallas Cowboys fan. So we've got to talk a little bit about the NFCs. We've got to dive in a little bit on week one as well as Raheem Palmer is joining me in studio right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSN, and now is the time to become a VSN subscriber and get our comprehensive guides, both the college and pro football guides. Only VSN subscribers get the tools to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats, power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early and get a discount of $175 price, and you'll receive both guides for full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl paired with it. Or for just $40 a month, see what VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network as we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Raheem Palmer here in studio. Does a great job over there at the ringer. And we've talked a little bit about the NFC East. We mentioned both of their week one games a little bit earlier, but what did you think of the Philadelphia Eagles and what they wound up doing for one this preseason and for two, them being able to bolster their roster as well because they wound up making some nice moves to be able to up the secondary this week. And then on top of that, obviously, the A.J. Brown acquisition in the offseason. I think it really puts them in good position for this upcoming season. Yeah, I think right now the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorite to win the NFC East. I mean, obviously, we've spoken at length about how the Cowboys were taking a step back. And then after that, they lose Tyron Smith. And if you look at the numbers without Tyron Smith, it's I mean, they're abysmal. So we know the Cowboys are going to take a step back. We know the Eagles, I mean, right now they're in prime position to win this. So if you can take the Eagles to win a division, I think you got a positive expected value wager still, even with the line move. I mean, to me, there's no reason why they should be dogs here. So, I mean, me personally, I took the flyer on the Giants. I mean, I think I, I said this last week. <laughs> I, I took him at plus 700 just because, I mean, look, we haven't seen a repeat division winner in the NFC East since t- 2004. I think Brian DeBull, he makes that team a little better. They don't have a lot of depth, but to me, I took a flyer on it just because I felt like it was there. But obviously, the Eagles are the favorite. And, I mean, look, you could you could take flyers on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. You could take the flyers on the Eagles to have the best record in the NFC, I mean, because a lot of these teams are going to take a step back. You Obviously, we, we've spoken at length about Tampa Bay, the issues with the offensive line. Um, we've, we've spoken at length about Green Bay, how they lost Devontae Adams. And, look, it, it, like, honestly, I think the Eagles, they have the, the easiest schedule in the NFL this year according to the season win totals. So I think you want to take a bunch of flyers on the Eagles. And what I think is interesting as well, and Frank Schwab, who works over there at Yahoo Sports, he mentioned this in our number one. 
it just feels like the NFC this year is wide open because I'm right there with you. I'm someone that I'm from the great state of Wisconsin, and I've got my question marks as how the Green Bay Packers are going to be looking, not just without Devontae Adams, but they lose Marquez Valdez-Scanling as well, and I don't think that that winds up getting mentioned enough defense. It's actually going to be very good this year, in my opinion, but I take a look at the NFC and taking flyers on a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. I would even throw in there the Minnesota Vikings. I feel relatively okay about them being able to take some of these teams in which you don't want to dumpster dive and take like the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions, but I do think that some of these teams are fringe playoff teams, they might be able to provide a lot of value in the futures market. Oh, I totally agree with the Minnesota Vikings. I think the biggest thing with the Minnesota Vikings is that they get rid of old man Mike Zimmer, who, I mean, was playing football out of straight out of the 1950s. They're going to be yep. passing on early downs, and we've seen Kirk Cousins get it done. They have one of the most talented groups of receivers. I mean, you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You got a run game with Dalvin Cook. I mean, look, I mean, look, the sky's the limit for me. I, I think this is a team that I actually I'm taking – I actually took them to make the playoffs. So I think that that there's still some value out there. I don't really want to play their win total, but take the Minnesota Vikings to make the playoffs. I think there's a good number out there. And I think it's interesting that in week one, they're finding themselves a little bit of a home underdog against the Green Bay Packers. Anywhere between one and a half and two, it's pretty much a split 50-50 market on that number. But I do take a look at the Vikings, and I think that there's a good chance they could be able to win outright here against the Packers because just from watching the Green Bay Packers every single year, the one thing that I always notice with the Packers is that a lot of their losses wind up coming early. We saw the just disaster that they wound up having in week one against these Saints last season. Now, obviously, a little bit of a different circumstance here, but I feel like the Green Bay Packers might wind up needing a few weeks, especially with a completely new receiver core around Aaron Rodgers. And I think that this is a prime spot for the Vikings to pick up a big win. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's a prime teaser candidate spot. I mean, when you look at the fact that, I mean, Green Bay's offense shouldn't be as explosive. I mean, Look at look at the home field advantage that Minnesota has always had since I mean since they moved to their new building. I mean it's always been it's one of the biggest home field advantages in the league. If you look at them against the spread at home, I mean it trumps nearly any any other team. So you could put that on the teaser and you get some pretty good value. Yep, and then the game that I think is the most prime teaser spot of all is because you're going you're going through the three and the seven on this one. It's that Colts versus Texans game. With the Colts right now, we're finding them across the board, eight-point favorite. This has not really moved at all. I do think that the Texans, they're going to be able to give a little bit of a better effort this year. Right now, we're finding them in a lot of markets be the number one team to have the fewest wins. I would not be taking a shot there because I think that Lovey Smith and the guys on that roster have a little bit too much pride. But I do think that Matt, Matt Ryan is going to be able to have a relatively solid year with the Colts. But I do think that week one could be interesting little bit of a new quarterback. I don't know what you think about this teaser spot, but I do think that it could be a good one for the Colts if you don't want to lay the eight. Yeah, I, I'm not too mad at that. I mean, I do have my concerns with the Colts, but I do think, I mean, you have a more stable quarterback in there. I mean, last year, Carson Wentz came in. I mean, you had a guy who got injured in training camp. Then he caught COVID, and they basically spotted the first three games of the year to, I mean, their opponents. I mean, without those first three games, they probably make the playoffs, but it's just now you got Matthew Ryan. He, he he played in the preseason. He's got his rhythm, so I expect him to win that game. But eight points is a lot, so I'd be looking to a teaser there. Honestly, the leg that I like out of everything that I see right now is I think you could tease the Cleveland Browns. I think there's a ton of value in that game. It's a really low total against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, the Carolina Panthers have been getting steamed, so that, that number is moving to about two, two and a half. But I think you get – Good value in the Cleveland Browns in a game which should be a close game. And with a low total, Cleveland likes to run the ball. I, I think they're going to keep it within that number. Yeah, and this has been a curious line move because it's the biggest one on the board. The Cleveland Browns opened up a four-and-a-half point favor, which, I mean, if you knew about the situation with Deshaun Watson, you knew that that was too far. But at the same time, I don't think that the Browns at this point should be between a two- and two-and-a-half point underdog. I think that this is a very good, if you want to taking it early as well, middle candle candidate as well. And I think that this is one of the most interesting games on the board as well, because you also have the motivation standpoint of Baker Mayfield going up against his old team. And I certainly think that Baker Mayfield is a upgrade over Sam Darnold. But I take a look at this game in general, lots of different storylines and lots of things going on in general. And I agree with regards to taking a look at it as a teaser, teaser candidate. And I do think that there might be now some value on the Browns outright too. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point the move from from 
Deshaun Watson to Jacoby Brissett becomes overvalued. I mean, look, Jacoby Brissett, he played in Miami, but look look at the weapons that he had in Miami and the offensive line that he had in Miami versus what he has now um, with the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Obviously, you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. That's one of the best running back tandems in the league. You got Kevin Stefanski. I'm a little biased. You know, he went to UPenn, won an Ivy League championship while at UPenn. I think he's a genius. I think he's one of the best offensive minded head coaches in the league outside of maybe Kyle Shanahan and I think he can put Brissette in positions to succeed I mean obviously he's still got Amari Cooper but he just came over from Dallas so I think they're in prime position to um you know really get the upset yep and when it comes to that AFC North in general I do think that it's one of the most interesting divisions in football because the Baltimore Ravens, I felt like, were the most snake-bit team in football last season. Not only did they have the injuries, but all those close losses. That wound up being brutal with the Browns. They're going to be getting Deshaun Watson back late, but obviously Jacoby Brissett, he's going to be holding it down for over half the season. The Steelers, we don't know what's going on with regards to their quarterback ordeal, but Mike Tomlin, a guy that you have not wanted to bet against for a very, very long time. And the Bengals, they wind up making the Super Bowl last season. I'm not sure how you wind up gauging the AFC North, but I do think that there could be a lot of value on these scenes from a game-by-game perspective. But I do think that the Ravens are the clear favorite. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I I already took the Baltimore Ravens plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. I took them... I think I took them at minus 160 to to make the playoffs. I took them... No, plus 160 to win the division. I like them to make the playoffs. When you look at what happened last year with the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, they started out. They lost all their running backs. They lost their cornerbacks to start the season. Before the season even started, and Lamar Jackson still led them to an 8-3 record. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens last year, they led football outsiders. They led in football outsiders adjusted games lost metric. And typically, you see that regress year to year. So you get everybody back. You got Lamar Jackson in a contract year. And there's no more There's no more motivation than having a star quarterback in a contract year. I mean, look. Aaron Judge just popped up on our screen, hit home run 51. I mean, and he's going to get paid. So I'm expecting a similar performance from Lamar Jackson. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That guy's likely, it puts them, I mean, they have another tight end. And, I mean, he's dangerous. I mean, you put Andrews on one side, likely on the other side. It wouldn't surprise me if Lamar Jackson's the MVP candidate. And I do think that J.K. Dobbins in for a big year as well because the Ravens, Darn near every one of their running backs wound up going down, so that is really going to be able to help them out. Just like you, Raheem, wound up helping me out on the show tonight. Really appreciate you popping in studio. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, I'll be back in Vegas, I mean, hopefully for for the Canelo GGG fight, but I had a great time here, you know, so hopefully we can bring home this circuit contest win back to Philly with And we bring it home next right here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Your next win is brewing. Play for free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 years or older, only terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and please do celebrate responsibly as it is the final segment of the first episode of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on the weekdays. Great to be with you guys. And for those of you guys who are listening to the replay coming up 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Eastern, we've got Follow the Money. I know that a lot of people have been wondering where Mike Palm is. Don't worry, he is still going to be on Follow the Money every single week with us. He's got no, no hyperbole. He's got you guys covered. Also, he's going to be with us during the weekends as well. I know that he's going to be doing a great job taking a look at the contest specifically, what we've got in terms of the Circa Millions, the Survivor Contest. So Mike is going to be coming up here on this wonderful Wednesday, and they're also going to be talking to Sal Pal Antonio along with Ben Hartstock. So it's going to be a great show there, and we've got something great that's going to be brewing up for this Wednesday as well with a lot of baseball action. So let's dive into my DK Nation pick as we take a look at a game involving a team that has been on a little bit of a tailslide. Ever since the All-Star break in, the Boston Red Sox in the road facing off against the Minnesota Twins as it's going to be Joel Ryan who's going to be taking the bump for the Minnesota Twins. And you've got Michael Walker who's going to be on the mound when it comes to the Boston Red Sox. And the Red Sox find themselves about a, <clears throat> shall we say, mid-sized underdog as you're going to be getting them anywhere between about a plus 115 to a plus 125. And when it comes to... The Minnesota Twins, anywhere between minus 130 and minus 140 is your number on them, and the total is 8. And when it comes to this game, what I'm really going to be taking a look at is the total because I mentioned it with the Boston Red Sox. They have really been struggling since the All-Star break, but their main struggles, they wind up coming with the bullpen. 615 is their ERA ever since the All-Star break, and, well, that is by far the worst out there in Major League Baseball. Next worst bullpen in terms of ERA, that would be the Kansas City Royals. They have posted up a 540 in this time span, so that has not necessarily been too terrific. And you do take a look at Michael Walker, and he has been really the stopper of these losses for the Boston Red Sox. The team is 5-1 in his last six starts, and he's been able to register a 253 ERA. But if you take a look at the advanced numbers, it's starting to indicate that there's going to be a little bit of regression with him because he has been getting the fewest strikeouts on a per nine inning basis of his career as he's been getting right around seven punch outs per nine innings. You would expect a little bit more out of him. He's been able to limit the walks, giving up right around two and a half walks per nine innings, but he's had his struggles a little bit more so on the road rather than at home. About a buck 79 home area, a 330 road area, opponents are 48 points higher off of him when he is on the road rather than at home. And for Joe Ryan, it's just been very Jekyll and Hyde with him. About a month or so ago, you may recall, he wound up giving up 10 runs in that start against the San Diego Padres. That was far from terrific for him. He's been able to rebound a little bit ever since then, and he certainly has been a little bit better at home rather than on the road. As a matter of fact, a lot of bit better at home rather than on the road. As his ERA at home, it's ranging right in between about a 2.8 to a 2.9, and then on the road, it winds up ballooning a little bit north of a 5. But when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of Joe Ryan, it is a little bit mysterious as he's been giving up the deep ball a little bit over his last seven or so starts. And then you do take a look at this Twins lineup. It's been a little bit rough without Byron Buxton in terms of the deep ball, but they still have a lot of guys that are able to move the line as Jose Miranda, Carlos Correa, Gio Urshela, all these guys are in between about a 265 to 275. Jorge Polanco has been in and out of the fold last few days, so you do want to be checking in on his status. But by and large, you still have quite a bit of guys that are able to move the line, including Luis Arias. 
Arias has been hitting right around about a 320 this season, one of the best table setters in all of baseball. And the one thing that the Boston Red Sox have been able to do well, they've still been able to move the line. They've still been able to get on base as Rafi Devers, couple with Xander Bogarts, both of these guys hanging in the neighborhood about a 290 with Devers. He's been the main matcher for this team. 25 plus home runs. He's done a great job there. And for the longest time, the Red Sox were without really anyone that could wind up going deep for this team until they wound up getting back the man that has returned for this series, Trevor Story. Wound up having 15 home runs, and then he wound up being on the injury list for a little bit over a month. So being able to get him back, that is critical for this offense, as now that gives them a little bit more pop, as you've got Alex Verdugo has been able to do a solid job. I'll be able to move the line. You're getting out of, you're getting out some of the dead bats as well, like Jaron Duran was getting some starts. Kevin Ploiecki, we're seeing less and less of them. They wind up DFAing Jackie Bradley Jr. So this lineup in general has been able to shape up, but when you've got Austin Davis, Matt Barnes, someone like Ryan Brazier out there in the bullpen, all these guys with north of a five-year, that's not great. John Schreiber has seen a little bit of regression, and for the Minnesota Twins, it's a little bit of a hit-or-miss bullpen in their own right as well. They're about a league average bullpen in terms of ERA, and you've had Yohan Duran be able to do a solid job for the team all season long as He's someone that's able to give you multiple innings. Actually leads all relievers in terms of pitches thrown at 100 plus miles per hour. And he's able to supply a sub-2-5 ERA. But when you wind up getting out there, Emilio Pagan. And he did wind up pitching on Tuesday, so that winds up helping them out. But both of these teams really had to dive into their bullpen in terms of the game on Tuesday. As they both did wind up having their starters not be able to complete five innings. So that winds up depleting a little bit of both of these teams. They did wind up picking up Ore Lopez at the trade deadline. But Caleb Theobar... He's been a little bit hit or miss for this Minnesota Twins team as well. And then for the Boston Red Sox, really other than Garrett Woodlock, it's been a hot mess for so many of these guys. You don't wind up having Jersey Familia out there because he wanted throwing 20 pitches yesterday for the Boston Red Sox. So that's actually going to be able to help them out a little bit, but certainly a case where I do think that quite a few runs are going to be scored. When it comes to the Minnesota Twins, I'm going to be willing to take them on the money line as well. When it comes to the Twins, I was willing to lay up to a minus 135. Most of the numbers out here on Vegas are anywhere between minus 130 to a minus 132. So I'm going to be willing to take a shot there. But what I really do like is the total. I felt like in eight and a half would have been pretty much a spot in which I'd be thinking about it, but I'd still be willing to take it over. So I was willing to go eight and a half over. We're still seeing an eight out there. So I think that you've got some relatively solid value. So I'm going to be taking a look at the over in this spot. And I'm going to be taking a look at the Minnesota Twins to write up that is going to be centered around the over. And then we were talking with our good friend, Reem Palmer on the other side. A big thanks to him for joining me in studio. Does a great job with the ringer. And you'll notice he wound up having a Philadelphia Phillies hat on. And well, this Phillies versus Arizona Diamondback series has been seeing a lot of run scoring. And I do not think that it's going to be letting up on Wednesday as we wind up going 9-11, 9-12 on the betting board with Bailey Falter going for the road Philadelphia Phillies. And Tommy Henry, he is on the bump for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total on this game is nine. And Right now with the Phillies, find them anywhere between about a minus 134 to a minus 145 favorite. And then you're able to get the Arizona Diamondbacks anywhere between about a plus 115. Seeing as high as about a plus 128. And as long as I'm able to get north of a plus 125, I'm going to be willing to fire in on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Because I've been very impressed by what I've seen out of Tommy Henry. I do think that a little bit of regression is going to wind up setting in for him. As he's someone that wanted playing his college baseball at Michigan. 3-2 record over his five starts. So be able to do a solid job there. Not getting a lot of strikeouts. Right around about six punch outs per nine innings, but has been able to limit the deep ball. And that's what Bailey Falter has not done. With Bailey Falter, he has been living up to his aim. Faltering in terms of giving up a lot of hard contact, giving up right around two home runs per nine innings. And he's got north of a four ERA. And if you take a look at a lot of his starts, they've come against lesser teams. He wound up having a pair of starts against the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Washington Nationals. So he has not done great against lesser competition. Now he has to go up against an Arizona Diamondbacks team that just been ripping the cover off the ball last few nights. So with the Arizona Diamondbacks, do note that this is a team that they don't wind up having as much power at home rather than on the road. On the road, they've been averaging right around 1.3 home runs per game, more like 0.9 home runs per contest at home. But Christian Walker has really been able to step it up in terms of a batting average perspective. He has been able to hit a little bit of above a 250 ever since the All-Star break as it is a Arizona Diamondbacks team that they still rank at the bottom eight in terms of batting average, but one of the more under-the-radar pickups at the trade deadline was Emmanuel Rivera. He's been able to hit north of a 250. He's been able to supply four home runs in his first 20 games here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's been able to do a solid job. And then you've got on top of that someone like Josh Ross who's able to move the line in. They're going up against the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen that it's a little bit more depleted right now as 
You've got a pair of guys in Sir Anthony Dominguez along with Corey Knable on the fold, and Knable, his season's just done, and he was doing a solid job in that eighth inning role, or the seventh inning role for this Phillies team, and for the Phillies. Got Kyle Schwarber, who's been able to have 36 home runs. Batting average has been down, but had Bryson stop be able to come along for the ride. He's been able to about a 275 or last 35 days. You wind up getting Bryce Harper back in the fold for this team. JT Riamito has been legitimately the best hitting catcher in darn near every metric that we've been seeing ever since the beginning of the month of July as well. So these guys have been able to do a good job with the Phillies and they're going up against the Diamondbacks bullpen that other than Joe Mantiply has got a sub three ERA. Not a lot of faith in these guys as Noe Ramirez, Mark Melanson, Luis Frias. You're able to go down the list of guys that They've got north of a 450 ERA, so they should wind up giving up some runs. But I do think that Tommy Henry going to be able to lend a little bit of a better start here than we're going to be seeing out of Bailey Falter. And you're looking to reduce the juice on the run line. You're only getting right around about a plus 110 on the Philadelphia Phillies. Just not a line that winds up making sense. If nothing else, if you wind up having more like a plus 120 to a plus 125, laying like a minus 130 on getting a run and a half with the Arizona Diamondbacks, not the worst way to look at it. I personally will be taking a look at the money line along with an over on this game myself. And that is the first edition of the week weekday show here at the Greg Peterson Experience. And coming up next, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. It is Follow the Money right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. And if our lineup of experts. And if our lineup of experts. And if our lineup of experts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.